This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio, 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I have been in practice for 38 years as a sports psychologist in the Kansas City area. It's my 28th year on radio and our 18th year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And our shows are now podcasted and broadcasted, syndicated around the country in several cities. And our list is growing each week. And I look forward to doing this show because this show is unique. We talk about things that the typical sports talk hosts don't talk about. We talk about the psychological side. And I've had the privilege of working with athletes in so many sports, individual, team, at all levels, from professional Olympic down to young kids. And one of the things that I try to emphasize on this show every week is enjoy the experience, have fun, grow, develop, and have a good time. You know, we just wrote a book called Just Let Him Play with my co-authors Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, Guiding Parents and athletes through youth sports. And the world of youth sports today has changed dramatically from 20 years ago. The pressures today have been more intense. You hear stories all the time now about athletes who can't handle the pressures. Sports Illustrated recently just had an article about Todd Marinovich, the quarterback for USC and the Oakland Raiders who was pushed and pushed by his father when he was in the womb, his father said, my son's going to be an NFL quarterback, and he, he did become one. But he's become a drug addict. He's had all kinds of problems because of the pressure. Just recently in Kansas City, we lost one of the great figure skaters in the country, John Coughlin, committed suicide just over a week ago. A terrible tragedy. Why do these things happen? Why do athletes have these problems? There are a lot of reasons we're going to delve into it today. And I have a guest in the studio with me today. His name is Randy Brilliantine. I've known Randy for, gosh, 36, 37 years. He's a figure skating coach. He's coached for over 40 years. He's coached champions at all levels. He's a wonderful person. He's raised a daughter with his wife who skated and left the skating world and moved on. So he understands what it's like to have an athlete you want to have succeed and you want to see them grow and develop. We're going to talk with Randy here in a moment about this because here's the thing. If you're a parent and your son or daughter is playing a sport, you will at some point probably have this image in your mind of them playing in high school, playing in college, or maybe professionally, or maybe in the Olympics. That image may fly right through your head, but it may stick. And throughout my 38 years of work, I've dealt with dozens and dozens and dozens of parents 
who have these unrealistic dreams about their kids. They think they're going to be an Olympian. They're going to be a college athlete. They're going to be the very best there is. So Randy is going to talk with us today about how to push your kids, but how to stop pushing them at the point <clears throat> where you've gone too far. So Randy, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me today. You know, we did this show back in the 1990s. You came on and we talked then. So it's great to have you back again. I know we've you've sent many skaters throughout the years to me to work with. Yes. And you understand what this is about. When we when we look at pressure on kids and I want to talk with you today about the pressure on kids you know there's got to be that mental toughness but where does it become mental abuse and then what happens when their careers are over because you got to move on yes so you've had to deal with all of this what do you think let me start off with this question do you think today there's more pressure on kids to be really good or great or make it to the top levels than there were 20 30 years ago Yes, because there is more visibility of all the skaters. Because of our technology, we now have cell phones. People instantly know what you do. There's more TV coverage. They're out and open more. And so, therefore, their lack of success is more visible. And that sends everyone a little crazier. Well, in my book, the third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. Now, you've known me a long time. Why do you think, I wrote, why do you think we wrote that chapter? Because skaters and all athletes fail 80% of the time and are successful only 20% of the time. What makes a champion is when that 20% falls in their career. So, failure is inevitable if you play a sport. Yes. How you deal with it, how you work with it, how you coach it is important. Your job as a coach, and you work with individual athletes, which I think is really unique because... When you're working with an individual athlete, you have to get to know them as a psychologist as well as as a coach, as a friend, as a mentor, as a disciplinarian. You wear many hats. And sometimes it's hard to put, you know, put a lid on one and go to the other, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I have not seen a very successful skater who did not have someone pushing them very hard to be better than the normal person. In one case, when I was very young in my career, this young man, his parents would not push him. He was very talented. I had to be the one to push him. Most of my skaters, the parents were the one to push them, and I was the one who just coached them and comforted them. It's very hard to be a parent and push your child, but you have to give them the backup support at the same time, and that's very difficult. I had to learn that because I coached my own daughter. When she was not successful, frankly, I went crazy sometimes. Well, I you, had to you learn. coached her with your wife. Yes, both and we both pushed her. And there was a, a moment when she was a young skater, and we said, what are we doing? We've got to pull back and support her. And, th and then she became more successful when we realized we have to push her, but we have to support her. So a coach really does have to be a psychologist. You have to understand the buttons to push and the times to coddle, the times to reinforce, the times to, to tell them they're wrong. You've got to wear many hats, don't you? Yes. And generally, the person that's doing the pushing, the athlete dislikes. Because? Many times. Because he's, he or she are telling this person, you can do this, you've got to do this, 
They don't want to be pushed. It's scary to push themselves outside of what normal people do. And so, therefore, they start to have problems with you. All right. So we're going to get into this today. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how to how to make an athlete or give an athlete the best opportunity to be the most grounded and rounded, have the balance in their life, not just to perform and succeed in their sport, but as an individual. Because one of the problems we know, and we'll get into this towards the end of the show, is when athletes retire, what happens? Well, they're no longer that athlete that's not getting coddled, they're not getting all the attention. They've got to figure things out more on their own. They don't have a coach pushing them or whatever. So we're going to get into that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Today my guest is Randy Brilliantine. He's been a skating coach for over 40 years. He has coached skaters at all levels of competition who've made it to the very top. He understands this issue. He coached his own daughter with his wife. And I want to hear from you. We're going to open up our phone lines. I want to get some calls in here. If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter in a sport, maybe an individual sport, maybe it's a team sport, but you've got this idea in your mind that they can be the best. And you're not sure where to stop pushing, where to keep pushing, what's your role, how do you fit in with the coach. I want you to give us a call. Randy is an expert in this. He gets it. He understands it. That's why he's with me today. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. 
I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans. But in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't gave a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHP in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today my guest is Randy Billiantine. I've known Randy for close to 40 years. He's a skating coach in the Kansas City area. He's skated. He has coached skaters forever at all levels of competition, champions at all levels. And we're talking today about athletes and success failure pressures so let's start with you've got your son or daughter randy you want to sign them up for a sports a sports league a sports team or an individual sport if well, you're if you're in an, if you're in a neighborhood well you're going to go maybe find out the leagues through the school the local leagues things like that but let's say you want to sign up your daughter to be a figure skater or a gymnast or a diver finding an individual coach Let's talk about how, how, does an, how does a parent go out and find a coach and one that knows what they're doing? Well, that's the big thing, someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, in skating now, anyone can teach. You decide you want to become a coach, you become a coach. Don't you have to have background and training? I mean, you, Some you, of them now that have many students in this city do not have any background or training. I've been around for 40 years. I know what they've done. And they are coaching and the parents are totally unaware of how unknowledgeable they are. Uh, let me just say, if you want a gourmet meal, do not go to a fast food restaurant. You will get fed at a fast food restaurant. It is much cheaper to eat at the fast food restaurant, but you're not getting the gourmet meal. If you want a top-level competitor, don't go to the fast food restaurant but, but, for lessons. But you have to go 
So, and the problem with skating is they're in classes. They're not looking into the background of the coaches. What has the coach done? Have they produced champions? But when you're starting off, and, and I hear what you're saying there, but when you're starting off with your son or daughter and you want to get them involved in something, do you need that top-level coach to get them started, or can it just be somebody who's just well, – here's, here's the point. Just to start teaching skills and then to learn basic skills and then maybe to move on. Well, that's a, cause that's, I, a, that's a thing a lot of people are going to ask. Yes, and that's a fine question. Your base determines how high your peak will be. If you do not build the base correctly, you are not taught correctly how to stroke. You're just taught to stroke skating-wise. Your height, can, you cannot go as high. You have to have a strong base. And let me just say, I can, people can take a skater, and if you're caught correctly, you, you f advance faster. Plus, it's a much stronger base, and how high you can achieve in the sport is much greater. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Joining me today is Randy Brillantine. He's been a skating coach in the Kansas City area for 40 years. We're talking about getting your kids involved in sport, picking a coach, and how you give that your child an opportunity to succeed. If you're a parent, you have a son or daughter in a, in a sport, and maybe you're questioning if the coach really knows what they're doing, Here's an expert to talk to you about it because he's coached for over 40 years. He's coached champions at all levels. He knows what it's about. And the pressures that we put on these kids. You know, Randy, one of the things that concerns me, and as I said, we, we just lost a prominent skater in Kansas City who committed suicide just over a week ago. He's not alone. There, there are a lot of very prominent athletes who've taken their lives because they can't handle the pressures and the successes or the problems of life after sport. So I think it's important you know, the word balance to me comes into mind. If you have a son or daughter, you want to get involved in a sport. I see people, we're going to start taking tennis lessons and they're going to clinic five days a week and they're taking private lessons three days a week and they'll hit with me on Sunday. We're going to go practice on Sundays and we're not taking any days off. And I see these kids who lose the excitement, the enthusiasm because of being pushed too hard too soon at such an early age. And I think one of the problems we have today in youth sports and I want you to comment on this. We're getting kids started at such young ages. I, I've got eight and nine-year-olds that come into my office who are burned out in the sport. And I'm like, why should an eight or nine-year-old be burned out on anything? Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I knew you would. That's what I was saying. <laughs> right. uh, you have to start young nowadays. Your brain develops. It has to assume how you're performing and acting in the sport. Your brain develops doing the sport. It therefore develops, like in skating. You put a three- or four-year-old on the ice, can they skate? No. When they hit six or seven, their brain accepts it as a total natural way of movement. Someone who's starting at eight or nine, their brain never accepts it as the natural way of movement well, the same way. And isn't, and isn't also in regards to that, and this is where, I, where my problem with, with it is, is that we're putting kids in sports at younger and younger ages at highly competitive levels before they've really learned the skills, and the fun is gone. It becomes more of a job. And I know you're, skating, you're, 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 you're coaching skaters, okay, and they have to learn these things at younger ages. But I, I also think sometimes we put so much pressure on them, and they don't have that balance. It's just all focused on that one thing. And I think there needs to be you know, some time off, some time away, not doing it all the time. Because I, what I see is a lot of these kids, by like I said, eight or nine, I, I've had eight, nine-year-olds in my office, I have a lot of 12- and 13-year-olds, 
which is when you really get to the point where you want to specialize. But a lot of kids who are 12 or 13, they want to quit everything because they, 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 they don't want to do it anymore. Well, they're overpressured. You have to develop the skater, and this is a lot has to do with the parents and the coach. They have to form a team, and they have to understand there's going to be failure. And the little girl next door to you is going to beat you sometimes, but not in the long run. You have to develop the skater, keep it fun, let them skate, let them grow up understanding failure is not a disaster. It's a part of learning, and most of my skaters developed faster and better when they failed because then they understood this is what I did wrong, and if everyone accepted it, it's fine. If they fail and mommy and daddy throw a fit, the coach goes, oh, my God, it's a disaster. They get nervous over competing. They hate what they're doing because they're under too much pressure. Okay, so this this is where I think the coach needs to be a good psychologist. The parents need to understand the coach's credentials, background, and I think understanding how the coach teaches. And I think that's where the communication between parents, coaches, and athletes, especially in an individual sport, is so important. I know because a lot of times coaches say, no, you just let me do it. I know what I'm doing, and I'll take charge. And that, that's not the way it works. Real quick, r- quickly here, what's the most important method for parents and, and coaches to communicate about the athletes? Talking face-to-face. But then the parent has to understand that has to be kept to a minimum, too. This is a coach's job. He has many students. He cannot spend an hour a day talking to every parent. It's impossible. So the talk has to be to the point, effective, and the coach has to feel relaxed with the parent. The parent can't be attacking the coach all the time. If both sides know they're trying to make this person a good athlete, they all have the ability to do it, uh, they they can communicate with each other and feel relaxed. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest today is Randy Briantine, a skating coach for over 40 years. He's coached skaters at all levels of competition. And I'd like to hear from you. We'd like to talk to you, get some questions in here. If you're a parent and you have a son or daughter enrolled in an individual sport or team sport, doesn't matter. You've got questions about their development, about the coach. Am I with the right person? Where's the point where I need to ask questions? Where's the point where I need to back off? Give us a call. Let's talk about it. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. 
There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. Sounds that energize you. And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it. But it's all about the look. And I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports. And my guest today is figure skating coach Randy Brilliantine, who's coached for over 40 years in the Kansas City area. He's coached skaters who've made it to the very top levels. And having a really interesting conversation with Randy this morning. And I'd like to hear from you if you are a parent. You have a son or daughter in a sport. Doesn't matter if it's an individual or team sport, but you have these dreams and visions of them being great, making it to the top, whatever the top might be. And you wonder how hard, how intense should I push them? Where's the point where I should back off? 
where am I being counterproductive to the coach? Where is maybe the coach being counterproductive to me? I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and you've got a parent who maybe is pushing too hard and you're not sure how to handle it, I've got an expert in here who can help you deal with that besides myself. So give us a call. I'd like to hear from you. And, or if you're an athlete and you question whether you've been pushed too hard or maybe not hard enough by your coach and you're not sure how to address that, give us a call. All right, so, so Randy, if we've got a parent who has these dreams that their daughter or son is going to be, in, in your case, their, their daughter is going to be this great skater. I think everyone who puts their kid in sports has that basic dream. Some just follow through more than others. Well, where's, where is the point where reality sets in with that? And how do you as a coach try to get the athlete and the parent to understand that? Because some people will, you know, they bounce around from coach to coach to coach to coach to coach because they're not getting my daughter or my son where they need to be. So tell us about that. Well, as a parent, you pick your coach. Check the coach's credentials. And, and you background. know, and your you, your daughter skated, and you yes. and your wife coached her as well. So you get it from both angles. You, you yes. see it from both. And then you have to make sure not every person is talented enough to go very far. Having said that, many times hard work overdoes talent. So you have to physically get your child to be an athlete not a normal person. And there's many training centers that will help you become an athlete. All sports, the child must be an athlete. You can't sit on the couch four days a week eating donuts and pastries and then step out and be an athlete the other three days. It doesn't work. You have to say, I want my child to succeed. I'm physically going to help them develop to become an athlete. They then find performing the sport they want to do becomes easier and easier and they can achieve more and more. That's number one. I think that's a big mistake. I see kids trying moves they are no, not physically capable of doing. All right. Then the parent has to always put pressure on the child. Someone has to push the person to be better than the normal. And I suggest it's always the parent, but the parent also has to realize you have to do that and also be the base support for the athlete. So that's where, to me, the communication between parents and coaches is so important. And I know of coaches who, when a, a, a young athlete is in their hands, they don't want the parents involved. They want to just do it themselves. Let me do what I'm doing here. And to me, that's detrimental because you've all got to be on the same page. It's a team approach. In our book, we talk about winning and losing and when winning should be important. And to me, and, and I thoroughly believe this, winning to me is, is not coming in first place. It's accomplishing your goals. It's getting better all the time. You're not going to win every time you go out and compete. But did you get better? Did you improve? Did you learn something? Did you grow from it? In your sport, obviously, you have young, young girls and boys that want to win. But where does the winning really become more important? At what age, what level? Well, first of all, let me say a win can be seventh place. 
if you achieve... I'm glad you said that. If you achieve everything you have trained for, and you go out and you do a program to the best of your ability, and when you walk off the ice, you know you did everything as good as you can do it, and you wind up seventh place, you won. Now take that and say, okay, who beat me? How do I develop myself to place better? And it's a growing process. And do you want the winning at the beginning of your career or at the end of your career? You're not going to win all the way through. Everyone fails. And it's how you handle the failure, how you use it to develop yourself. That makes you a better athlete. Give us a story about an athlete you've had that was difficult to work with, in part because of the parents as well as the athlete. I have... Let me just say... Not that you've ever had any of those, right? <laughs> well, I've sent them to you. <laughs> uh, I had a girl. I started her skating. Extremely talented. Uh, the parents wanted her to win at all cost. They pushed her and pushed her. Win meaning come in first place? Oh, yes. Okay. She got second at nationals, and her mother actually walked up and said, isn't it nice you're the first place loser? Really? Yes. Right after the child plays second. How old was she? 14. How did she react to that? She went crazy. She, the way she handled the pressure, she, she lived with my wife and I for a while to train with us because the parents had moved out of town. We caught her practicing crying in the mirror because when she saw her parents, if she did not win, she had to blame someone. Okay, so and she blamed the coach and went through an emotional. So she switched coaches. I became the coach who she would come back to in between coaches. So, okay, you obviously recognize this. Did you ha try to have a meeting with her and her parents to get, get this out in the open? And There was no meeting with the parents. Because? They had their mind made up. It was to be first place or nothing. Well, then let me ask this question. In that situation then... Do you have to make a decision? You know what? I can't coach you. I did at the end. We were to go uh, to the uh, an important competition in the country, and I got a ticket and sent her home. I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, she used the coach against the parents, the parents against the coach. She came to me and had a complete failure in an ice show. And begged me, please don't tell my parents I didn't do any jumps. So I went and said, oh, she did a nice program. You didn't Two lie. Two days just, later, okay. she went to her parents and said, I didn't land any jumps. He lied. Playing both of us against each other. Yeah, you, that was how she handled the pressure of the parents. If the parents didn't put all that pressure on her, she might have been able to handle the so, pressure. So, okay, so that's where to me, to go back to what we talked earlier in the show, the importance of communication. Starting off, I think, for young coaches who are getting started, you've got to establish a, an open channel of communication. And in, in our book, we, have, we, we call it the athletic box, the coach, parent, athlete, official box. And all the parent, the coach, and the official all go back towards the athlete. And there's got to be an open line of communication. And I think one of the problems we have today with a lot of these individual youth sports, the goals of parents to be Olympians or national champions or whatever has gotten to the point that it's unrealistic, then they're not on the same page with you. And that's where I think 
I know there are a lot of coaches who won't talk to parents. You know, when you're when you when the practices start, they're mine. Stay out. Well, there's got to be a balance in there. The coach has to speak the truth. All right, you have to tell the parent the truth. Many times, these parents are so emotionally pushing their child, they can't hear the truth. If you tell them the truth and try to develop it, the parent drops you as a coach and moves to somebody else who's going to lie to them and say, oh, everything's wonderful, and that's all they want to hear. And in today's society, you can see that many parents just want to hear the good things about their kids. No one's to say anything negative. Well, negative develops you as an athlete, as a person, and everything else, and everybody should hear the truth and be willing to accept the truth and say, okay, this is a problem. How do we fix it? Do you think it's from the pressure to win? Yes. And as a young skater, you shouldn't be winning. You should be doing decently, doing your level, and then maybe at the end you can win. Uh, I'm friends with Carol Heiss. She said she only won 20% of her career. It was the end 20%, not the beginning 20%. But winning can be self-improvement, which is what we talked about earlier, and that's really what it's about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest today is Randy Brilliantine. Randy's been a skating coach in the Kansas City area for over 40 years. He's coached athletes at all levels of competition. And we're talking about how to make the experience of, of enrolling your child in a sport fun, giving them the opportunity to succeed. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years, and with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Excuse me, I know you have a nine o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. 
You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So, I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. And we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is about coaching athletes. And I have a great guest in the studio with me today. His name is Randy Brilliantine. He has been a figure skating coach for over 40 years in the Kansas City area. He's coached athletes at all levels of competition. And we've been talking about the whole process of getting your child in a sport, how to pick a coach, what's the right way to deal with them, about communication. And... In light of what just recently happened here in Kansas City, we just lost, as I said earlier, John Coughlin, a national champion figure skater, committed suicide just uh, recently. Terrible, terrible tragedy. How do you know when it's time to stop? And how do you move on with your life, Randy? Because, you know, when you're in an individual sport especially, you're you're spending, and, and I grew up playing tennis, and I would play tennis six days a week, you know, I go to morning clinics from five to seven before high school. Then after high school, I'd go play in the afternoons, and I loved it. So, uh, you know, it was enjoyable. But and, and tennis is a sport you play all your life. But figure skating or gymnastics or stuff like that, you're not going to do your whole life, obviously. So, how do you know when it's time to move on, and how do you deal with that? Because I think that's a problem a lot of athletes have: is what do I do when I'm done? I, I mean. A great example of that is also Junior Seau, the great linebacker for the Chargers and briefly for the Patriots, grew up in San Diego, played football as a, as a youth, went to USC, and then got drafted by the Chargers. His hometown team played there almost his entire career, finished with the Patriots. Ended up committing suicide. And I, I saw a story uh, on TV about him with some, some really good interviews, and he, one of the things he said was, you know, I don't know how to do anything else. I've played football all my life. I'm a football player, and now I'm not, and I don't know what to do. And that story concerned me, and then it wasn't long after that that he committed suicide. Now, it was determined that he had CTE, obviously being linebacker in the NFL for a number of years and all the hits. It makes sense, but for many athletes, learning how to move on, how do you get them to that point? And as a coach, what's your role with that? Well, I have had a little experience in this area, not a lot. Uh, I just recently, within the last week, called one of my ex-skaters who made the world team, who went to Worlds. And he said it took him five years to get over that. He was an idol to many people. He'd walk into a rink and everybody would go, oh, 
you know who that is? Do you know who that is? He got used to that. He acts, actually believed the buildup. The buildup is all fake buildup of how great you are. You're a great athlete, yes. But that doesn't mean you are always going to be that. That's a temporary position. He actually fell into the trap where he believed this is what he was and always going to be this. He said it took him four to five years to get over that, to learn how to be a normal person and move on. Okay, I want to stop you right there. Being, what, what does being a normal person mean? Being a normal person means you are not getting all the fame. The accolades, the attention, the notoriety. You, got, you don't have all that anymore. You, and it's hard to not, you work to achieve that. Then all of a sudden you're not getting it anymore. Do you know what the divorce rate, Randy, is for the four major sports? Basketball, baseball, football, and hockey. No, I have For no athletes idea. within three years of retirement. I have no idea. 75 to 85%. I believe it because they can't handle not being that famous person. Well, you have to, you have to yeah, your, your, your life when you're a professional athlete especially, and I've, I've worked with teams, I've worked with professional athletes my whole career. Everything is centered around you and what you're doing. Your family, everybody caters to you. Unless you're a pretty balanced guy, and 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 I and but, I, I'm some work, people fall into that trap. I work, I work. I've been working with a Chiefs player who is one of the most balanced people I've ever known. He, because he gets it, and and a lot of them do, but a lot of these guys don't understand how to move on because everything's been focused on them, and now it's not all focused on them anymore. Well, it's not even the famous athletes. If you want right. to be a it, skater, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're spending your whole life trying to be a skater. You don't make it to be famous. Your identity is a skater. Then all of a sudden you didn't make it, you know you're not making it, and you move on. What are you? Who are you? You're not a skater anymore. You have to find an identity, and it's good if the parents see that you're not making it big to try to get you active in something else so you have an identity. My daughter got injured and had to stop skating instantly. We luckily got her into modeling she then had an identity to move on with you know it's interesting you're saying that about a week ago i went out with my best friend's sister who was in town visiting we were catching up we're sitting at a restaurant at the bar area talking and there's a guy across the bar who i went to high school with i graduated high school in 1972 so he came over and started talking with us and and cindy my friend said you know, how do you, you remember Andy? And he said, oh, in his tennis clothes. Mm -hmm. You because know, I played tennis all the time. I mean, right. I've obviously moved on from that. But yeah, you're identified for the sport you played or the activity you're involved in as you move on. And you've got to have that balance in your life. You've got to have, I think, supportive parents. You've got to have coaches who are, will reinforce with you how to, how to deal with all these things. And, and yes, when you're coaching them, you need to help them be the best they can be, but you also have to help them be a person, most importantly. That's true. And I got to tell you, sports helps young people. They have to have an identity of who they are. They can't just say, I'm a student. Then they get in trouble. I think if they have a sport and they're trying to achieve a goal and they have an identity, it's great to get them through that period of life. But they also have to be helped to move on from there. We've got a couple minutes left. I'd like you to address two things. What's the best thing about getting kids involved in sports at young, young ages today? And what's the worst thing about it? The best thing is they won't be couch potatoes. They physically can get their bodies developing and be active, be physically fit. 
They have an identity. They also become socially active and they're better of how to interact with people in all uh, circumstances. What's bad about it is it does put extra pressure on their lives and they have to learn how to handle that pressure. And so that's where one of my big words I, I work with people on is balance. Yes. That's where you've got to have that balance in your life. So as a parent, guess you want your children to succeed, but you also have to know when to push, but also when to back off. That's true. You also have to know when to take a break. And you also have to know, most importantly, about making it fun. Yes. Randy, I, you, this has been awesome. I want to thank you so much for coming in here today. You know, we've known each other for years. You sent many skaters to me years to work with. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? And, and what would be the final message you'd like to leave our, our listening audience just about their kids? Well, then get a hold of me by calling a phone number, 913-515-3705. Or they can contact me through the Johnson County ICCH ice rink in Johnson County. Uh, what's the best thing about getting kids in sports? Uh, it helps them develop through life, and I think it makes them more well-rounded and handle the pressures of life better, and uh, they need to do that. Listen, it's been great having you in today. I want to thank you so much. Great advice, great comments. I think a lot of people can take this and the information we shared today and help their kids grow and help them grow as parents. I want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Randy Brilliantine has been my guest today. Great interview. If you are a parent, you know somebody who might benefit from listening to this? Our shows are podcasted. They're podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Just go to www.810whb.com. Go to additional programming. You can go to my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast. The shows are there. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych, at drjsportpsych. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Or give me a call at my office, which is 816 816- Five six one five 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 six. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Have a great week. Most importantly, if your kids are playing sports, make sure they're having fun. That's what it's all about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. 
My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have even bothered to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.